have got it for cheap Might hurt you once, but never no more It's like trying to fly, but they clipping your wings And that's exactly why the cage bird sings Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the 5th Deck Podcast The Toronto Blue Jays Baseball Podcast here at the Athletic Toronto I'm your host, Blake Murphy Joining me, coming off a, a nice short two-game set A nice 2-0 set for the Blue Jays Jonah Bierenbaum of The Score, at Bierenball on Twitter Jonah, how's it going, buddy? Doing well, pal, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Your your optimism has been so high for so long uh, through a, a bad stretch of season, and that is not only antithetical to your personality. The most normally. uncharacteristic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a little bit of payoff here with back-to-back wins against Eric Thames and the Milwaukee Brewers, and some good news potentially coming this weekend. Uh, the Jays take two against Milwaukee, an 8-4 victory on Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon. You'll be listening on Thursday sometime. Uh, a nice nice piece of work for the Jays. Marcus Stroman lost it a little bit late in the sixth inning. Um, but otherwise, it, everything went pretty smoothly here. Uh, Jose Batista ho- hit another home run. Kevin Pillar hit another home run. Ryan Goins hit a grand slam. Yeah. As we- if smelling Troy Tulowitzki's impending return from the disabled list. It's a huge grand slam. Yeah. Look, man. Ryan Goins is he somehow... He series in general. We're going to talk about what's going to happen with the roster this weekend. Uh, Ryan Goins is going to somehow survive... Uh, the roster shakeup once again. And it, this like Ryan Goins is Teflon. Um, somehow, 19 RBI on the season already in uh, you know 130 plate appearances. Nice work. What's another stay of execution for Ryan Goins? Yeah, he's he's Teflon man, kicking around there with his 65 WRC plus. Which you can is, play uh, shortstop at a plus plus level. I mean, they'll find a roster spot for you. And look, the 65 WRC plus that's that's uh, terrible. No, notably above his career norm, <laughs> which though. is so sad. Yeah, which is funny, but you can uh, you can glove it a little bit. And hey, nine extra base hits on the season now for Goins. Uh, two in Wednesday's big victory. And, of course, that grand slam that sealed the game. Um, obviously, less... Sorry. Less uh, random and perhaps more important than Ryan Goins' grand slam. Yet another home run for Jose Batista. Uh, a two-hit day for him. His WRC Plus now up to 117 on the season. Um, obviously, the batting average still isn't there. It's sticking at 241. But this is a multi-season thing where you can't measure... Uh, well, this is not a multi-season thing about not being able to measure players by their batting average. Uh, but Jose Batista in particular, uh, OBP has remained robust, and the power is really starting to come along. It sure is. And, I mean, it's almost as if he's Jose Batista. Yeah. Um, after a dreadful, truly dreadful April. I mean, he, he has an OPS over, like, 1,200 since the, I think, the penultimate day of April, maybe the last day of April. Um, yeah, the, stri- the strikeouts are up, uh, you know, and they have been all season, but, like, he's... You know, still got the plate discipline, uh, and he, he showed over the last, I think he has six bombs now in his last 14 games, the power's still there, and he absolutely destroyed that pitch from Matt Garza Day, uh, 410 yes. feet, went off the bottom of the scoreboard, above the batter's eye in center field. Uh, yeah, he's he's really swinging it, yeah. and, uh, Bernie, and look, Bernie had to duck for cover, you yeah, know? Yeah, and his, I mean, his batting average is, and he's not a high batting average guy, I mean, yeah. his batting average now is low, like, it's like nine points below league average, but it's still higher than it was last year, so, yeah, yeah no, Jose's coming along, and that's really encouraging to see, and... Devin Travis as well. So the, the strikeouts are interesting with Batista because he's generally uh, not been uh, a high strikeout guy, at least relative to his power and his walk profile. Um, you know, he's still very much a three true outcomes guy, but this would be a uh, strikeout rate right now is sitting at 24.9%. Be the first time since his uh, just his second year with the Jays that he was over the 20% marker, uh, arbitrary cutoff, sure. 
Um, but maybe, you know, maybe the people who are concerned about Batista still despite this power-up swing or are just worried about the fact that he's 36, um, his isolated slugging at 188 is the lowest it's been since that, that same second season with the Blue Jays. Um, you know, we can... There is a lot of... There is a wide range of players Jose Batista could be between being a bad baseball player and being peak, um, you know, 2011 Jose Batista. Where is your confidence level at with what Batista is going to provide from here? Because, you know, if, if he could sustain this level since the end of April, that'd be great. Um, no one can. Yeah, he'd be Bryce Harper. Yes, or Mike Trout. Yeah. or um, well, Almost. Yes. I mean, almost. 220 WRC plus Mike Trout. I mean, it's he's just... In a completely different league. Mike Trout, uh, ruining, ruining being good at baseball for guys like Joey Votto and knows. Ted Williams. Yeah, the, exactly. the best quote of all time. Uh, well, not all time, but it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. No, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm confident the rest of the way that he's going to be a really, really above average offensive player. Like, he's probably not going to OPS 1,200 the rest of the way, but... Probably not. And, you, I mean, you look at the swing profile, too, is that he's not chasing, right? He's never chased. Now what you're seeing is he's making less contact on pitches inside the strike zone. His O contact rate is down about 7%, um, you know, which probably bespeaks waning bat speed, um, which is to be expected. He's 36 years old, uh, but that doesn't mean he still can't be a really, really valuable offensive player. Um, who maybe WRC pluses if he's lucky, you know, 135 on the season? That would be excellent. Yeah, Zips has him at 127 rest of season. Uh, you mentioned the zone contact percentage. 81.3 would be the lowest since uh, his 2004 when he split that across four teams with tiny samples. Um, that is a low mark, well below what he's normally established. You mentioned the bat speed. Um, it was statistically, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, I know it was very low to start the season. I think I saw someone from Blue Jays Twitter tweet out that it's up about 1.9 miles per hour um, in this upstretch. So that's good. I don't really... And to me, it also suggests that he was probably hampered by that back injury he suffered in the World Baseball Classic for the first month of the season. Yeah, a two mile mile an hour uptick in in bat speed in the middle of the season is, I would imagine, significant. I can't imagine that bat speed has that high a variance without the impact of injury or swing changes. Mm -hmm. So... Um, good things. Good things to be positive about and be encouraged by. Um, yeah, you said, what, 135 for the for the rest of the way? I'd be thrilled if he had 135 the rest of the way. Yeah, again, Zips has him at 127, which is a very useful piece. Um, and the fact he's... of the matter is, even if the slug, the isolated slugging isn't there, you, I'm pretty confident that the on-base is going to be there. The like... on-base is not going anywhere. Exactly. Right? And as we all know, OBP is more valuable than slugging. So especially if he's hitting in a lineup where... You know, now you have Kendrys Morales coming around a little bit. Justin Smoke, OPSing almost 900. Okay. Well, you know, hey, I'm just saying. And you got Troy Tulowitzki coming back. Josh Johnson will likely slot in above Jose Batista, I would imagine, yep. when he returns. But uh, you put a high OBP guy with, obviously, you know, good power. Maybe not great power. Not, you know, erstwhile Jose Batista power. But you put him in the middle of that lineup and... Yeah, they could definitely score some runs. What's more is that, you know, the offensive numbers Batista puts up uh, are strong for even a right fielder. Um, they are incredibly strong for the utility player that Jose Batista Third baseman has Jose turned. Batista. He even played at first uh, at one point this year, or last year, I guess. So, um, you know, he can he can do it all, man. He's uh, st- one starter. Did you third have base. any doubt? No, I had, I had zero she, doubts. He could run for office. Um, win, you know? I'm, I'm all the way here for Russell Martin as a third baseman as well. Uh, Martin got the start there again. On uh, on Wednesday, he he definitely doesn't look like an infielder throwing the ball across the infield, but he's smooth. He makes I'll ta- plays. I'll tell you what he doesn't look like. He doesn't look like 
our handsome man that we've come to love in Russell Barton with the goatee, the goatee and the eye black under the like standard I'm playing in my first slow pitch tournament I gotta get these Oakley's knockoffs from the gas station sunglasses or you know um, he's gonna pull you over on the side of the road and you know yeah. reprimand you Littering for going tw- yeah. yeah 20 miles over the speed limit yeah um Russ is gonna be fine-ish um it'll be nice to be able to slide him down the batting order a little bit because it's it's obviously he still calls a great game he's such an important piece of this team um it'll be nice to not have him hitting fifth as this team rounds back into form get him back down probably into the seven hole um i would think so yeah like we're probably looking uh pilar donaldson batista um what do you think through the middle uh, smoke, maybe smoke smoke too low travis I, uh Smoke, Travis. Kendry's too low? Oh, yeah, Kendry's. Uh, I'm looking at today's batting order. Yeah. Kendry's. Kendry's was omitted after hitting that monster yeah. bomb. So I guess uh, I guess the big question is what happens to Devin Travis because Devin Travis, um, he had another home run on Wednesday. It's his third of the year. Yeah. He's really been hitting the ball. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, a lot of extra base hits, really stinging the ball. Um, and gap to gap, too, like driving the ball to right field as he does. So like 15 doubles this month. Yeah, so Pilar is not going to lose the lead I think off. he's pretty firmly ensconced in that yeah. leadoff role. I could see Travis potentially hitting second, but yeah. mm, I don't think I so. I mean, it beefs up the, the middle and the back end of your order, but I mean, are we opposed to Travis in the nine hole? Or do you want him kind of in the back end of that power alley in the lineup? I think I kind of want him in, in the back end. Okay. I want Donson hitting second. Right. Um, and, and then you'd rather have Travis in the the six seven range than hitting nine. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is fine. That might mean Russ slides down a little further than we're accustomed to seeing him because you do have so many bats to fit in there now. Um, which that's give, not a, like that's a good problem to yes. have. Yes. And which like given some of the lineups that they've trotted out oh there recently. And, and look, I'm not. I'm. I'll be completely honest. I'm still not sold on on Justin Smoke being a. Uh, you know, a 133 WRC plus guy. Being the star uh, that the front office envisioned when they signed him to that two-year yes. extension. I don't envision him remaining the team's best non-Donaldson hitter on yeah. the year. Sorry, non-Donaldson, non-Stroman hitter on the oh year. Oh my goodness. Um, Stroman had a rough day at the plate today. He did. Um, what, strike out on three straight sliders from, from Garza? Yeah. The disrespect to throw a fellow pitcher three straight breaking That's balls. respect! No, he it's... He fears him! I know, but you're... I feel like there's probably... That's the ultimate compliment. Is that here opposing American League pitcher, I'm not going to throw you a fastball. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's an, uh, there's probably an unwritten rule, though, that you're not supposed to do that to guys who hit once or twice a year. Well, we all know how absurd the unwritten rules of baseball are. We so. also know how absurd Matt Garza can be. That, so. too. Matt Garza probably really wanted that punch out. Um, he's, he's still bitter about the Reed Johnson home run in his uh, Major God. League debut. Matt Garza looks like a guy who's bitter about a lot. Um, the poor rendering of him for the Count Chocula yeah. cereal box. Oh, yeah, some uh, problematic tweets this offseason, too. <laughs> Matt Garza, I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, Matt Garza also has some problematic pitches on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, six over five and a third. Um, but Stroman, Stroman looked pretty good until the sixth. I actually um, didn't think he looked all that sharp today. Really? Yeah. Oh. He looked like he was struggling to get swing and miss uh, from right-handed hitters, uh, leaving a lot of breaking balls up in the zone. Uh, he battled, for sure. Um, it felt like he was getting away with some stuff, and then in the sixth, uh, you know, yeah, off the rails. Yeah, they uh, they got a hold of him and and Santana put that one in the seats and he like destroyed that ball. He did. Um, uh... But uh, I mean, you know, that's that's an okay start. You know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's five strikeouts. He's good. It's yeah, he is. He's he's in good shape. And then the bullpen, three and a third, uh, cleaning it up. Dominic Leone, Aaron Loop, and Jason Grilly. Uh, the bullpen has really been like a saving grace Excellent. as everything's been going wrong. 
Um, and after losing Joe Biagini to the rotation, you're like, who's going to be, you know, the high-leverage multi-inning guy? And they've gotten Ryan Tapares stepping up, very nicely filling that role. Same with Danny Barnes, uh, as you saw last Manny night. Danny Barnes, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't... I might be miscrediting this. I think it was Chris Black from Sportsnet tweeted this out this morning. The Jays have already had as many starts this year where a starter went five innings or less as they did all of last year. Yeah. Um, last year, they were dead last in the entire majors, I believe, in um, starts Sub where a starter didn't starts. get out of five. Yeah. And then uh, right now, they have uh, the most of such starts in the AL. So, um, big I mean, they were abnormally there. healthy last year, too. Right, so, and that's yeah. kind of what this speaks to, is that you don't have you know your Mike Bolzingers and your Casey Lawrence and your Matt, Matt Latos um, in there drawing these starts. So, you know, you, you hope that as things round into form, um, the less tax being applied to the bullpen will... Um, you know, make them perform even better. Like, mm-hmm. in theory, if yeah. they're all a little fresher, um, the Jays will probably have to trim the bullpen uh, in well, the coming there's days. There's nine guys out there. Yeah, they so, don't even have a fifth starter on their roster, which is so, fine for now. Okay, so let's talk about this. So Friday, um, we found out today that Friday, Mike Bolsinger will start. Yeah. Um, it, and, it, and that moves Marco Estrada opposite you, uh, Darvish, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you are you are fine with this this little tweak, right, that gets um, Bolsinger opposite Griffin and gets a better starter opposite Darvish, yeah. maximizing your chances of winning each game. Exactly. I- Presuming that Donaldson and Tulowitzki will be back on Friday, which has not been confirmed. Uh, yeah, I like the Blue Jays' chances of outslugging uh, A.J. Griffin on Friday night with, with Bolsinger going. Um, and then... You don't want to concede that game to you, Darvish. So you throw out your ace, Marco Estrada, who's been absolutely nails. So, uh, yeah, no, I like the tweak. And, you know, they're trying to be competitive in, in every single game now because every game is so crucial, right? Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a nice little maneuver. Um, and hopefully they can uh, they can get a win on Friday. Yeah, and, and then B-Genie would go Sunday against Andrew Kashner. Um, because of the two days off this week, they're getting by with only four starters on the roster. Um, of course, because half the team is on the on the DL. They have yeah. eleven guys on the DL after uh, Anthony Alford landed there on Wednesday. You so have Jay Jay Hap, Francisco Liriano, and Aaron Sanchez all on the disabled list as starters, um, which is making a rotation a little thin. But again, uh, the good news is that per Ben Nicholson Smith, Tulo and Donaldson, per a lot of B reporters, Nicholson Smith's the guy I have his tweet open. Um, (laughs) It came from John Gibbons that Tulowitzki and Josh Donaldson are both due back uh, at some point this weekend. We don't know what day. Friday is probably the hope. Um, but hey, if they get there Saturday, I you know I've got tickets to both. I'll, yeah, better I'll, late than never. Be wonderful. And, I, and look, I mean, you know, they're back in games, and like it doesn't look like that. I mean, of course they're squaring off against Florida State League pitchers, but like Donaldson went two for three with a walk last night for Dunedin. Uh, Tula went one for four with a home run. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm being I guess cautiously optimistic that they'll be back Friday. But if they're back Saturday, they're back Saturday. That would be uh, lovely because the Jays uh, per Rash Madani have had 14 players on the DL this year uh, for a total of 325 man games lost already, which is is insane. And you look at the amount of salary they've had on the DL uh, at any point in time. It eclipses the entire payrolls of other teams. Like, it's wild. Yeah, it's uh, the Miami Marlins sold for less, you know? Like, (laughs) it's uh, it's not a... That's only because Jeter's a good negotiator, Yes, that's... Savvy. Yeah. Jeter was a... Yeah, Jeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fist pumping in the meeting with look, Jeffrey man, Gloria. Yeah, look, Gloria, I'll let you hang out with me yeah. half the price yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Without a gift basket. Ooh, wow. Wow. Uh, we can talk about the roster, the roster implications yes. of those so, returns, so let's talk though. about that, because sure. right now the Jays are carrying uh, nine guys at the bullpen. So, um, you know, 
logically they're going to probably continue with eight until they need that fifth starter um who might come up uh, it looks like probably liriano's first in line um he got rocked in a rehab start though right he's going sunday Another rehab starter? Yeah, he's okay. got another one going. I and think then, for Buffalo. And then Jay Happ will have no more than three rehab starts. Yeah. And then they'll make so a call So he's still a ways away. Yeah. And then Aaron Sanchez isn't even throwing right now because his finger keeps that falling off. That pretty indefinite. Like, he might be up for well, a look, considerable brought, amount of time. they brought him back twice now, right? And yeah. it's flared back up. So yeah. you're probably sitting him down until there's no sign that anything's lingering. Yeah, it's Which sucks because Aaron Sanchez is very good. He is. Uh, it's uh, really disappointing. Yeah, so... Um, you know, it, it's nice that you have uh, Joe Biagini, who's pitching moderately well um, since being asked to take over that role. Uh, it would, I would be nice. Say to... He's even been pretty good. Yeah. Even last night, I mean, he was nails through four, and then a little bit of Babbitt misfortune in the fifth. A few ground balls with yeah. eyes, and he's in the jam, and he needs the bullpen to bail him out. So yeah, yeah. Fifteen ERA. Joe Biagini's been, been perfectly as a fine. starter. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's not he's not walking a ton of guys. His strikeout-to-walk ratio is almost 3-1, to one, and he's given them 17 innings over four starts. So as, as far as the guy mid-season transitioning to that role, um, it's been great. But if you could get Bolsinger out of there, um, yeah. lovely. Not that, you know, no disrespect to Mike Bolsinger, but he's Mike Bolsinger. Yeah. He's going to have an ERA up around the, the mid-fives, the mid-sixes probably. Yeah. Um, but for now, all four of the starters uh, are safe. And they'll probably carry eight men in the bullpen because Bolsinger and Biagini are both, you know, candidates to give them short starts yeah. over the course of the weekend. So um, one of the bullpen names is probably gone. Um, probably know, looking at Cesar Valdez. Yeah, he's he seems like he would be the low man. Um, I almost feel like Lionel Campos is going to get called up in the shuffle just <laughs> so he can be sent down again. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Someone, someone's got to fill that role. Uh, of the guy who just goes up and down and yeah, up and down. Yeah. Um, Cesar Valdez has only pitched one inning. Boy, what an inning. What an inning it was, though. Um, and he has options, right? Is, yeah. Is the most important element. Um, yeah. So he, I, I would imagine he's the guy that's going to go down. I doubt it would be Dominic Leone. No. Uh, he gave them four good outs today. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it had, were they playing tomorrow? Maybe Leone is the guy because th- then you have a fresh arm and it maximizes your For bullpen. Sure. But with the day, the off, day off, he's probably safe. Um, and he's he's pitched reasonably well like a 415 era is nothing but if that's your last man in the bullpen yeah um you're in pretty good shape there so uh and he's definitely not the least reliable right-hander in the blue jays bullpen you can't be talking about jason Grilly, can you i am talking <laughs> about jason Grilly. yeah um jason Grilly with that tidy 771 i guess it'd be down a little lower after today but yeah you only hey. gave up that leadoff double yeah. you know just yeah. Looked fine otherwise look, he's hit gonna... 92 on the gun look the nice thing about jason Grilly's is that you know if they Pitch poorly, you, you, can, you can flip them for other Jason Grillies. Yeah. Like Joaquin Benoit. <laughs> yeah. There are no Can shortage. we get Drew Storm back? Yeah. Um, Grilly, look, Grilly's most likely landing spot might be the broadcast booth. I don't know. Very, uh, yeah. But let, let's give him some time. There are, things are going fine-ish enough in the bullpen that you can try to find make-work spots for him to figure it out. And they have a Grilly-centric promotional day at Rogers Center on, like, June 18th. Yeah. So, yeah. No. You know the thirteen percent walk rate is not a uh, not great either, but and like the three plus homers per nine. Is yeah, ugly L- too. let's just be nice to Jason Grilly because he's Jason. I like Grilly. the guy until yeah. until the point comes where there's where the decisions are more complicated. Yeah, let's uh, let's give more Jason Grilly some good guy. Fair leash. enough. Fair enough. Uh, the other the other roster spot that is in question. If you're assuming they're going to keep an eight man bullpen, which we are, um, who off the main roster is going to leave? And this is an interesting question. Because of the way they've used some of 
their bench pieces, and because they've carried a, a short bench for so long yeah. now, um, Anthony Alford did go on the DL on Wednesday. Dwight Smith Jr. was called back up. Uh, before we went on the air, I figured that uh, Dwight Smith Jr. would be the guy who would be sent down, which would mean that um, Darwin Barney and Chris Coglin are your only extra outfielders. Um, you seemed uncertain that that move uh, might be coming. No, I look, I, I think that is what's going to happen. Okay. I You know, they trust Chris Coglin in the outfield more than in the infield. Um, but I trust Chris Coglin on the mound more than I trust him at third base yeah, at this honestly. point, I think. Um, it's just, you know, the other guys don't have options, and Dwight Smith Jr. does, and uh, he hits from the same side of the plate as Chris Coglin. Um, Chris Coggan is ostensibly more versatile. Uh, it's probably going to be Dwight Smith Jr. who goes down. Yeah, Dwight Smith Jr. has not gotten to show us very much so far. He got far. his first major league hit today. Which is lovely. Very Good exciting. For him. Yeah, it was a double, right? Uh, yeah, it was like a single that got played into a double. Okay. But, yeah, uh, hit the um, ball hard. I'll be honest, I was working while the game was on. So. How dare you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's shocking that I would be doing that. Eh? Um, okay, so if Dwight Smith Jr. goes down, let's look at how things line up. Um, the time, sadly with Russell Martin and Jose Batista playing third base. Probably coming, coming to, to a close. Uh, Ryan Gones, as an everyday player, is probably coming to a close. Yeah. You figure uh, Donaldson and Tulo slide back into the roles. We talked about the batting order a little bit. Um, so your bench, then, is Luke Maley, Chris Coglin, Darren Barney, and Ryan Gones. Um, Devin Travis has hit the ball so well of late, it's probably not a question anymore. But as recently as, you know, a week, week and a half ago, it you know, people were asking the question, oh, is... You know, are Travis's plate appearances at risk as they get healthy because the team does like having goings in there so much? Um, Travis is hitting the ball well enough now yep. that this team is going to be like a fairly set starting nine with the the bench giving random off days, right? Definitely, and you've we've seen uh, that John Gibbons has been pretty keen to get Devin Travis regular maintenance days this year, and I would imagine that would continue. But to suggest that there's some sort of competition or that Devin Travis has to earn his job is no, that's not happening. No, Devin Travis is very good. Oh, um, he's. It's yeah. almost as if he like put up, you know, four and a half wins over his first 163 games in the big leagues. Yes. Damn! If he could have played one game less, and we could just say it would have been so much crisper. Season. I know. Yes, we could have just said first full season. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I think you know it's good. It's going to be almost weird to see them back in a fairly normal. I mean, Josh Donaldson's only played nine games here. It's crazy that they've played like almost a third of the season sans Josh. Yeah, Donaldson. it's going to be interesting to see. You know, right now we could try to put a value on. Uh, more than just the games missed or the salary missed, we yeah. can try to put a value on that. Um, but since you know we're so early in the year, you can only measure the actual value of players so well. It's going to be very interesting to see retro retrospectively at the end of the year yeah. um, when we see the kind of years that Donaldson and Tulowitzki and those guys have had mm-hmm. and the starters as they come back. Just how many you know wins above replacement the Jays ended up losing, and and the guys who have filled in have been bad. They've been below replacement level. Right. So you look at the the Jays. I, I'm just sorting by wins above replacement on Fangraphs here, Yikes. and this is not um, pretty. This is not updated for <laughs> Wednesday's game, but they've lost point four point nine one point. They've they have had six players at the bottom of the roster combined to be worth negative two wins, um, and that's just on the the batter side. And, and there's some noise there. Um, Steve Pierce probably isn't going to continue to be a a minus war player um, when he, he gets around at the beginning when he gets May. held Luke Maley look he could hit negative 200 and I'd still want him you in there you love Luke Maley I love Luke Maley um, but yeah they played Salta Lamacchia for a while they've played Chris Coglin um, you know 74 plate appearances Ryan Goins despite the the glove because of the noise associated with small sample defense yeah. he's been a negative um, he's also been mostly terrible offensively right well but that's always the case with ryan Gons. Right. um but it's it's inter- it's just weird that he's a negative defensively right now which just says small sample um and then on the pitching side you know you've had 
Bolsinger, Lawrence, and Latos all give you below replacement level contributions. And then Jason Grilly and J.P. Howell, as good as the rest of the bullpen has been. Um, So this is a lot of guys contributing at or a little below replacement level. So Mm -hmm. as you get guys back who are, you know, this isn't like, it's replacement level. Like the the value that Donaldson and Tulo and these guys are going to provide is relative to replacement level because that's what's been in there. It's not, you know, no disrespect to the guys who have filled in, but these guys are really good. Yeah, they're stars. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how much they've lost. Um, and it, it would also be interesting to see uh, at the end of the season sort of how the Blue Jays' record would have been different had they received just replacement-level contributions and not below-replacement-level right. contributions from we, the guys who have just counted so up, many We just counted up about three wins total right. between um, normal uh, position players and... Uh, Bullpen guys. And, and, yeah, and then the, the couple of shades of lost runs here yeah. and there from the, the fill-in starters. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the Jays are 21-26 and 26 and four and a half games out of the second wildcard spot, you know, that's that they've survived and they're within that distance is encouraging. Um, but when you say, oh yeah, they've had negative three war yeah. um, from the back end of the roster, and, and again, all caveats apply with the tiny samples and that these guys may not have been that bad and um, all of that, and, and there are other teams that deal with injuries too, mm-hmm. especially with the ten-day DL now. Teams yeah. are using it more liberally, um, and I think sequencing actually worked out in the Blue Jays' favor in this case because towards the end of April, when the stars Jose Batista and Devin Travis were scuffling so hard, it was the bottom of the lo- the bottom of the lineup. Those fill-in guys, uh, Ryan Goins, Darwin Barney, were coming through with some pretty timely yes. hits, and then the calendar flips to May. Jose starts heating up, Devin starts heating up, and the rest of the guys revert back to their career norms. But except for Justin Smoke, o- well, I mean. <laughs> Maybe this is the new normal for Justin yes. Smoke. I don't know. But, um, yeah, the offense Stat sort of cast, buddy. remained consistently not good, but never, like, you know, a pu- like, it was good enough to get them to 21 and 26. Yeah. Which, you look at the lineup they're running out there every day, you're like, okay, this lineup is much worse yes. than that. And you look at their Pythag, and it's actually a couple wins better, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's two ways to look at that. One is that this sequencing has been good, and things could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. The other is... Well, I mean, look at where they could be even with the struggles that they've had. If they had just a little bit better, um, you know, Pythag luck or injury luck, um, four and a half games is not an enormous gap to have to make up. But the fact that they, you know, you say four and a half games, but they're still the third worst team in the AL. So they have almost the entire American League to jump. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be difficult. And you mentioned sequencing. Yes, the sequencing in that sense has been favorable. But the sequencing, if you're Mark Shapiro... And um, Ross Atkins is maybe a little different. And you need these wins. Like, you need that record to normalize and round into form by the end of June. Yeah. Or, you know, where you go from here might look pretty different. And Israel and I touched on it a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll touch on it more in the coming weeks if it yeah. does or does not happen, obviously. Uh, but there is a bit of a sense of urgency mm-hmm. now that, you know, they've strung together. Last week was bad, bad. But the week before and now two against Milwaukee and now a home series where guys are coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a An little extended bit of, home stretch, in fact. Yeah. Against Cincinnati, who's coming to town, too, and they're bad, despite their record. Yes. Um, and then four against the Yankees, which are so critical. Yeah, getting a little ahead of our, ourselves looking that far. But, yeah, yeah. the uh, the Reds are bad. Yeah. And of they've course dro- they're they've bad. they've dropped eight of ten now, and yeah. they're starting to play bad. Exactly. Same Joey, with the Brewers. Joey I, think Votto, this, I think this was a very sobering series for the Brewers. So you look at their lineup, it's like that they're in first in the NL Central, which houses the Cubs and the Cardinals, is pretty mind-boggling because, I mean, you took... Ryan Braun was not in the lineup today, and their lineup is thin, man. It's like Eric Thames, and then, well, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I noticed Jonathan Braun VR's wasn't in the lineup hitting. because yeah. I didn't I didn't get to bring back uh, our Bra- Braun Strowman Braun joke. Braun Strowman. 
Our Braun Strowman joke, um, also on the DL. If you say so. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, I, I think why the Brewers are sputtering now is like, it's sputtering. They've still won six of the last 10, mm. uh, but they've dropped three in a row. Eric Thames's focus is clearly on becoming a pro wrestler. Oh, that's after obvious. showing up at NXT Takeover. Well, did you with see? Kevin well, Owens in the first Saturday. inning today, Marcus Stroman threw him a bit of a cookie, and he skied it uh, to the opposite field in a two out count, and it's a ball he should have put in the seats. And he, he like takes two steps out of the box, grabs his bat, and hurls it down. It's like pray for that bat. I'm like, he's, yeah. this man is clearly focused on becoming a wrestler. Yeah, and wrestling's real. Yeah, yeah. and baseball's fake. So why that's wouldn't right. you transition to a real sport? It makes um, sense. Like I mean, have some integrity. Wrestling. Yeah, you know they don't call it. Look, everyone doesn't refer to it constantly as professional baseball because it's fake. <laughs> that is the reason they refer That's to right. it as professional wrestling. There you go. Because it's real and it is the one you have true, to distinguish. It is the one true thing exactly. that we have um, when sports like the fake sports like baseball or basketball or hockey That's get right. us down. Yeah, wrestling's always there for you. Eric Thames knows. Real heads know. <laughs> look, the whole. I sputtered out in the U.S. Uh, this is something Zoobs and I have talked about plenty. Mm. The I sputtered out in the U.S. and then I went to Asia to rediscover my career, get way better, mm-hmm. and have now re- returned to the U.S. Yeah. in a much more prominent position. Yeah, that's that's a story so many wrestlers yeah. have have undergone. This is like Eric Kane is living out a wrestling route. story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Vince McMahon has scripted this so many times over. Yeah, it's, it's except, it, except it's actually working. Eric Thames is getting over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, okay. mind you, over his last like 15 games, he has like a 760 OPS. He ran out of blood and urine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they sucked, they him, sucked, him, sucked dry. him dry of yeah. blood and urine. Um, I don't know, poor guy. Uh, yeah, so pivotal stretch coming up for the Jays. Um, Texas for three this weekend. We'll be at the game on Friday. We will. Looking forward Watching to it. Uh, Mike Bolzinger. Yeah. Yeah, it's, any. I mean, it, predicting series outcomes is, is kind of silly. But you think they take two here? You think they can sweep? Saturday's gonna be tough. Man. That Darvish is so good. Darvish is very. But then good. Andrew Kashner is so bad. Is the thing, and AJ Griffin's really bad too. And he's a fly ball pitcher. And the Blue Jays are probably gonna hit multiple home runs off of him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when I was last on the podcast, I predicted they would take two out of three in Tampa Bay in their second series of the year, yeah. and like. I was way off. That's so why you haven't been back on yeah, it Yeah, so exactly. My, my predictions are totally whack. But that had yeah. everything to do with your bad predictions uh, and not I, with the Raptors I will say that I, am inc- I have been, I have tried to remain optimistic about the Blue Jays, um, you know, within the realm of, of reason all Hang season, on, and I feel good now. Okay, so that, tell me about that, because generally, like, we joke about it, but you are, you do tend to skew a little pessimistic mm. about things, Yeah. Um, but you have maintained more optimism than most during a, a really tough two opening months for the Jays. Um, what is it that's that's been carrying that optimism? And you know, that the optimism is very clearly still left in you. Is it enough to think that they can fight their way back to a playoff spot over the next couple of months? I really do think so, and that's not just a function of like the lack of great teams in the American League. And you desperately needing them to. Well, I need that too, just for you know my own mental state. But no, it's it, well, I just always believed in the roster. Like you look at the lineup when healthy and it's so good. This was the best rotation in the American League last year and you thought it would get better with Francisco Liriano replacing Ari Dickey. And Marcus Stroman getting better. And Marcus Stroman taking a step forward and then, I mean, now you have Joe Biagini who looks like a viable starter as well. So uh, I just always believed in the talent and, uh, you know, with a little bit of help 
in the health department, I could definitely see them outperforming their pretty modest projections coming into the season just because mm-hmm. I felt that most projection models uh, undervalued uh, their pitching rotation. Yeah. Especially with a lot of fit busters. This is, this is something we talked about, and I think I talked about it with Arden Zwelling on a preseason podcast um, on this podcast, is that, yeah, there, there was a lot of, you know, the Jays were getting those low to mid-80s projections yeah. because almost everyone saw you know, the rotation ERA floating back up to, like, 450 because right. they have some pitchers who do weird things who don't... They almost all uniformly, like, outperform their peripheral yeah. stats because they, they don't and, get a ton they of were, strikeouts, but they get a lot of bad contacts. And they require some context that, you know, something like FIP can't really account for. Exactly. Yet. Yeah. Uh, so I always believed in, in the talent. It was all a matter of them staying healthy, which maybe I took for granted given how seasoned their roster is. Um, but now it looks like things are starting to round into shape. Look, man, Luke Maley's not even going to be able to get in that line. That's how I mean, good. That's how good this line. I'm is sorry to be disappoint too. you, man. Yeah. You should. I mean, you're going to stop watching, presumably. Yeah, I'm out. But uh, I believed in the roster. Like this, this team won 89 games last year, and they brought back essentially the same team, uh, minus Edwin Encarnacion. But who when, is not hitting that well? Who's not? But he's still been a little bit better than Kendrys Morales. Yeah. But uh, and he's going to be. Good. He's he's at it. He's going to hit he had two home runs last night. Um, and that's the thing. That was a really good team last year, and I was confident they brought back a really good team. Um, and I still believe that they have, and I still think that they have a chance to uh, to definitely get into the postseason. Well, let's see what we got here. Um, just before we close it out, Fangraphs. Uh, this is not updated for today's win, but Fangraphs projecting the rest of the way, 62-54, and 54, which would still have the Jays uh, two games over 500. Yeah. That's an 82-win uh, season. Yeah. That's the thing, is that to get to 89 wins at this point, they have to play essentially 595 ball the rest of the way. Right. But Fangraphs, and look, Fangraphs' projections, will they skew toward the center, everyone kind of piling up in the center, sure. because a projection system isn't going to project to the extremes. Um, but 83 wins right now is getting the second wildcard spot in their projections. So, you know, there is that, on the, on the bright side, you know, you don't have to catch up. You don't have to really outperform that projection the rest of the way too much to get in that spot. Um, but there's going to be a lot of competition is the thing. There are going to be six or seven teams fighting for those spots. Absolutely. If you assume that the Yankees have built up enough of a cushion now and that the Red Sox will eventually ascend to what they, they should be if Xander Bogarts ever puts a, a barrel on a ball. I mean, he's hitting you know, like he, 330. I know. He might hit 400 if he starts barreling balls. So I don't, you never know. Yeah. Um, Dustin Pedroia might never barrel one. Either. So much for laser show. Exactly. Zero barreled balls between the two of them. Which is pretty wild. But yeah, so there's you know there's there's room for the optimism that you have. Um, I do think there's a sense of urgency about it though, where the next couple weeks, you know, this this well, stretch, that's the thing. you know, they between, don't have another four months for right. the sample to balance out. Yes, 162 to, games is yeah. uh, is long. It's yeah. not that long when right. you're when you've burned you know through 45 of them already or 47 of them. And um, when you have assets that you can move for considerable hauls in July, at the yeah. end of July. Yeah, it's just too bad that in that scenario, you know, Brady Tellez isn't—he's uh, running in the form. But that was kind of the—it's like ah, if they do that, at least we'll see Rowdy every yeah. day. Yeah, maybe not. Um, anyway, we'll talk about that more in the coming weeks as the Jays round into form or don't. Um, there will be bigger questions. Well, you know where I answer. sit on this issue. Yeah. You don't want to blow it up at all. They're gonna. Well, I mean, I, that remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, the next couple weeks should be telling. Well, we'll be back in this spot next week, and uh, we'll talk about what happened in that Texas series. And then, uh, you know, tee up that very big Yankee series at that time. Very big. All Huge. Right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Jonah, thank you, buddy. Thanks for having me, pal. Got it, got it for cheap. Might hurt you once, but never no more. It's like trying to fly, but they clipping your wings. And that's exactly why the cage bird sings. Got it, got it for cheap.